Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast of brief messages to help humanity bridge the gap to the new earth. My name is Vivian Gerard. It is my delight to be a scribe for consciousness today, sharing the wisdom that flows through from source. Here we go. episode 314. It is Thursday today and it's gorgeous in this moment. Lots of sunshine and blue skies. Pretty chilly here in Cincinnati, which leads us right into the topic for today. (laughs) Energy efficient. I had this whole awareness about energy and wasted energy, efficiency of energy while I was running this morning and then it just opened up this whole Pandora's box of ideas that has just been <laughs> kind of pinging through my mind um, as I've been getting ready this morning. So I arrived with lots of little tendrils and threads and wondering how's this all merging together and also knowing it's going to be so much fun for me to kind of move through it in this space with you. Okay, so here's the backstory. As you may know if you listen to my podcast, I enjoy my morning runs and run walks. Let's be real. They're not marathons by any stretch of the imagination. It's maybe three miles and it takes a full 30 minutes, so it's a slow run. But I prefer the run in the summer where you know, I can just wear shorts and a t-shirt and I can feel the wind and I feel the sweat and it's just it's easy to be outside. When we move towards winter, in the past, I just stop running and I move inside and do yoga, but I want to be outside and I love the movement of my body when I'm running. So I've been bundling up as it's gotten colder and I've sort of played with what is the best temperature for me to be able to enjoy the run. And I found, you know, below freezing, not good. Above freezing, 40 or so is better. (laughs) So I watch the temperature in the morning to see, am I going to be able to run? Wet and cold, no, doesn't happen. If it's raining or snowing, there's no running. But if it's dry and sunny, you know, I figure I can make an effort. And so this morning it was right at 29. It looked like it was going to be at 32 by the time I was going to go outside after dropping my son off. I'm like, I can do this. I'll just put a little extra layer on. It's going to be fine. It's going to be totally fine. The other day when I went and it was 35, my fingers, even in my gloves, were cold. And my legs were like red, even with my thicker pants on. (laughs) So today I'm like, I'll be fine. It's going to be great. And I went outside, had double layers in, you know, my, around my head and on my chest and thinking I'm going to be great. <laughs> Start running and it's slow and <laughs> it's awkward because there's more layers and I was a little frustrated. My Spotify wrapped playlist was not what I thought it would be and I'd been excited about that so I was kind of bumming about the music. <laughs> there was just like a whole bunch of stuff happening. <laughs> so as I started running in the neighborhood I go up this big hill first and then I walk up the big hill first and then I run in the neighborhood and as I started going it it was sluggish I had a really difficult time getting myself moving and it was really cold on my face the first 10-15 minutes even with my hat on and my you know thing that kind of comes up towards my neck it was cold and um 
my body just didn't feel like it could get into a groove. It took a good 15 minutes to actually feel the energy moving through my body and feel warm enough to start to enjoy the run and look around me. So as I was in those first 15 minutes, I just kept thinking about temperature. And I've had this thing about temperature for much of my life. I, get, I have low blood sugar, and so I get colder faster than most people, I think, or it seems that way. And so I always want the extra blanket, the extra sweater. I don't really enjoy winter. I much prefer summer. And so the temperature thing, body temperature for me has been, it has taken a lot of my time and attention that I have noticed. I don't usually have health issues, but that temperature thing is a real bear for me. And so as I was running, I was just thinking about that, like, you know, the efficiency of our body when our body is having to focus on keeping the temperature balanced, then there isn't as much energy to move fast, to run, to create, to think, to, you know, enjoy the beauty around us. If what we're focusing on is just maintaining or regulating a temperature, you know, the rest of it becomes secondary after that first primary survival sort of instinct, which led me to thinking about, you know, (laughs) so many things. Where do I start? (laughs) Well, the first, (laughs) the first thing that came to mind was that Holiday Inn commercial. (laughs) I don't know if you saw it. It was where the people would stay at the Holiday Inn and they'd get a great night's rest. They'd have a good meal in the morning. And then this salesperson would suddenly be a doctor in a surgery, performing a, a surgery. And everyone would go, "How? who are you and why are you here? He's like, I stayed at the Holiday Inn last night. <laughs> they had all these great examples. And I was running thinking about that. I'm like, well, you know, when our when our basic needs are met and we have a good night's rest and our temperature is good and our bellies are fed and we're comfortable, then we can access so much more than the physical reality around us. And that commercial just tapped right into that. When your basic needs are met, you can do anything. You can tap into universal consciousness and be a surgeon. And I'm being a little facetious here. I would not want someone (laughs) performing surgery on me who hadn't studied for a long time. (laughs) So let's just put that out there. (laughs) But the concept, the ideas, it's such smart marketing. So then I was thinking about just survival of the body in general. You know, my husband is a teacher and he's often said to me, I can't teach students who are hungry. I can't teach students who have major trauma and disruption going on in their lives and don't know where they're sleeping tonight or don't know if it's safe where they're sleeping tonight. When a child is tired and hungry and not able to, um, when their body isn't stable, they can't think, they can't create, they can't memorize. And so you have to meet them where they are and you have to meet them at their basic needs first. So I was just all these different pieces just kept popping through in my run and then as I've been home. But as I was running, you know, looking finally when I could relax into my body and my face wasn't as cold and the energy was warming my muscles (laughs) and I could feel my feet. (laughs) And I was only outside a few minutes. Like, this is not even that big a deal. (laughs) But it was clearly to teach me something and to show me this topic that I was ready to look at energetically. 
what I was noticing as I was running is the the physicality of our planet and I just kept thinking you know like I was looking at frost on the ground and the air mist coming out of my mouth when I'm breathing because it's so cold and the snot running from my nose <laughs> you know it's cold has effects and as I was running I was thinking about our planet and the contrasts in temperature on our planet and I've read this before in Richard Rudd's book The Gene Keys I've channeled this myself in the book that I a couple of the places in the books that I've written I've talked about this shift that is happening on our planet physically and I was thinking about Greta Thunberg who just arrived in Lisbon and her journey with global warming global crisis as she calls it and there's just this um, contemplation I'm having or I don't even know the word for it just sort of philosophizing, daydreaming a little bit, thinking out of the box. You know, what if what if our planet as an energy field, Gaia, what if she's been self-regulating this temperature thing just like I was experiencing in my body today during my run? I can't focus on creation or enjoying anything if I'm just trying to regulate my body temperature. You know, a child can't create if they're just trying to tell their stomach to stop growling because it's hungry. You know, it's the same for our planet. I, I would imagine in the history of our planet, there have been all kinds of temperature adjustments. Before humanity was even registering any activity on planet Earth, <laughs> there was already all of this playing with the contrast, playing with temperature and form. And so what if what we are moving towards now is the planet sort of uh, bringing the contrast, shrinking the contrast edges and coming more towards a calmer medium. So instead of extreme cold and extreme heat, deserts and ice, what if you know, Gaia is bringing that temperature to a place of um, more sustainable creation. If you think about, you know, for example, just here in Cincinnati, if I think about how much time and energy and physical stuff is created to heat our home, to cool our home, to build the equipment that does that work, to do that for schools, to do that for office buildings, to do that for subway systems underground. There, there is so much time and money and energy and manpower, woman power, stress that is put into temperature regulation and allowing us to live in places that have extreme contrasts of cold and warm. What if all of that dissolved. I mean, this is a big thought. <laughs> what if temperature just regulated itself and none of us had to spend time and money and energy? I mean, even the physical creation of energy to be able to run the equipment to cool our house. <laughs> Think how much energy it takes to create the energy to do that. <laughs> We've had people come from our energy supplier here locally to look at our house and walk through our house and tell us how to make it more energy efficient. And, you know, 
they show us how to do things that are very simple, but all that attention on just how to seal the house more tightly so that you can have the temperature inside be what you want, no matter what the temperature outside is. What if Gaia Earth has been doing exactly that? She's tightening up the, the contrast, the edges of temperature so that she can find a happier balance for humanity because that is, that is one of the greatest, how would I even say it? Like what makes Earth unique in our galaxy is we have this human species. As far as we know, there are no humans on any other planets. I mean, we don't know yet, maybe there are, but not in the form in which we live, our physical bodies. So I really don't believe that Gaia Earth wants to kick humanity out, which the global crisis energy would have us believe. We're coming to an ending and there will be no more humanity on Earth because Earth will just not be able to sustain human life. I don't believe that at all. I really believe one of the energy exchanges happening on our planet is Gaia creating a womb, a cocoon for the human species, for us to flourish. And we've all just been trying to figure it out together and we've made some advancements and we've made some awarenesses, <laughs> a lot of awarenesses. And maybe what we're coming to is a, a shift in the evolution of our species where the earth has realized the contrasts aren't supporting humans. They're fun. They're fun to play with. But maybe it doesn't actually support the humans in the best possible way. So how do we find a balance in temperature, a balance in the contrast between the extreme poles, the extreme temperature ranges? And I'm saying it from a very human physical mind. There's an energy way to look at that that's way bigger and way more eloquent <laughs> than my stumbling around with science. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a cool topic to explore. You know, if we are co-creating with our planet, which I believe we always are, and we're learning some stuff, and we're figuring some science things out, and we're becoming aware of patterns and cycles, you know, what, what options are available for us if we shift the way we're thinking about it? If we see it as a... Um, it's like in the movie Arrival. I don't know if you've seen the movie yet. But in the movie, these um, beings come down to Earth in these pods. And they're trying to translate. Well, they're communicating with humans. And the humans are trying to understand the language. And this linguistic woman starts saying, here's what I believe they're trying to say to us. And the human mind coming from fear says, oh, they're, they're talking about war. And so all the television shows are like, war, we're at war with these alien pods. What's going to happen? And there's fear and panic and chaos. And the linguistics woman finally has this ability to understand their language. And she says, they're not saying war. They're saying tools. They're saying resources. They're trying to teach us. They're trying to show us. And that one shift in perspective changed the entire story of the movie. It was amazing. Amazing. If you haven't seen Arrival, oh my God, <laughs> so worth watching. It's just one of those concepts, those ideas where it just opens your mind. It opens your mind to a whole new possibility. What if we as a humanity can open our minds 
to see Gaia in a different way, to see the energy field of Earth in a different way, to look at temperature as a starting point. What if we're all just tired of regulating temperature and the Earth knows that and senses that and is trying to help us as a humanity become more efficient? So all the shifting of what's happening ecologically is actually to help humans find a more comfortable way to live. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like, that's kind of fun. I mean, isn't that, isn't that a more empowered way to explore this topic of global climate shift change? <laughs> My tendency is to go right to word crisis because I hear it so much, right? Global crisis. Global exploration. Climate exploration. Right? What if we just shift the words we're using from war to tools and resources? <laughs> Temperature adjustment resources. <laughs> it's just exciting to contemplate. And it's so funny how going for a run in the morning and connecting to the planet and feeling my own frustration can open up this beautiful idea, topic, theme to look at in my own meditation time. So of course, because <laughs> I'm looking at it, I bring it here for you to look at it too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool to think about. So I feel like we can let it rest there for now. That was, that was a lot to already open up, but pretty cool. Okay, I am shifting gears. I'm going to lunch and love and then some shopping with my daughter, which will be so fun. And then tonight we're having a family dinner and we're decorating our Christmas tree. And it's good. It's good. December is here. All right. Have a beautiful day, friends. Thank you for tuning in to this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me on Sunday mornings for an hour of meditation, visualization, and energy healing, where we realign our mind-body-spirit with Gaia and Source. You can learn more at mysouljourney.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.